had the potential to have a very impressive life for the 2022 NFL season. There is a conspiracy theory involving Jimmy Haslam and keeping Baker Mayfield trapped with the Cleveland Browns. And what is the best outlook for Greedy Williams for his future with the Browns and in the NFL? All that and more with Garrett Bush and Jeff Lloyd on your latest Lock On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast. Brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, great to see everybody. Um, have an episode up here, you know, covering the David Njoku extension. Uh, we talk a little bit of fun here as far as, you know, Memorial Day activities, cookout, barbecue. We settle that debate for you. Uh, getting ready to kick off another week here. Uh, we appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. Whatever podcast platform you use, make sure you're following or subscribe. YouTube. Uh, obviously, this is now going to be week three on YouTube. Garrett Bush and myself here joining this new venture, this new tag team, so to speak. Um, so make sure you're checking everything out over there. Get those subscribers number up for us. We do appreciate that. Um, this time of year is fun because we can put out things, uh, you know, to the loyal listeners, and you know, we get a lot of topics back, and from that. You know, we can kind of almost custom create a show to what some of you guys want you know, to hear about and you know, learn about from us in our perspective. We're going to get to a couple things here today. You know, as Garrett mentioned, we're going to talk about this linebacker room. This linebacker room, there's, I wouldn't say a couple of questions. There may be asterisk marks as from where this room could be good to where this room could possibly be great. We're going to talk a little bit about the situation for May- Baker Mayfield. I think some folks think maybe Jimmy Haslam's got a hand going on here. Eh, we'll see about that. And then, of course, always some listener questions here to close out the episode on, uh, which is now, it's already Tuesday, right? which is a great thing. I mean, if you get to start your week on a Tuesday, man, there ain't nothing better than start your week here on a Tuesday. We've been, but, that'd be awesome to get it on. Can we get four days every day, every week? I'm, I'm with, look, man, if the way it's supposed to work is, if you tell me most people got to work 10 hours through four days or you got to work eight hours through five you tell me everybody ain't gonna buckle down put in two more hours every day and say you want to know what i'll take that 72 hours for myself that's a way it should be but garrett's a linebacker position um obviously led by veteran anthony walker here the signal caller of this d um then the rising star and jeremiah wusukoromoa sioni takitaki a solid mike linebacker you get what you get from him um i think you can count on him in his role couple of wild cards here. Jacob Phillips going into year three when Jacob Phillips has been healthy and has played. The you, You've seen some special, special moments. I remember when his first games against Dallas Cowboys in 2020, had a three-play series, had a tackle, had two pass breakups, um, was big in the two Pittsburgh Steelers games to close out 2020, uh, had a sack towards the end of this year when he came back from the torn bicep. Tony Fields, who I know is a guy, Garrett, that you're kind of you know fond of and want to see where his standing is within this linebacker room. Um, you know, you look at him as a possible fifth linebacker. I mean, Phillips and uh, uh, of course, you know, they are uh, they are Tony Fields are their fifth, fourth, and fifth linebackers to this point, which is just insane to think about. I mean, these guys, healthy wise, most likely would be starting for several other NFL teams. 
it's a special room. It's a lot of potential. And the thing is, the way it's built, and I know we all know Joe Woods loves to play a lot of defensive backs. Tony Fields was a defensive back in college before he ended up at West Virginia. You talk about Jeremiah Wusukoro, a lot of the things he did at Notre Dame were as a guy who played safety and played linebacker, versatile player, chess piece types of player. But this is the makings of what could be a strong positional unit. And it really hasn't been one uh, for the Cleveland Browns, certainly in the time I've been covering this team since 2017. Yeah, I, you know, the, the, the unit is, uh, I, I would say they have a bunch of hybrids, right? They got a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. Uh, and and that is key if you can get them to be able to to, to match up with some of these individuals in these packages. I, I think JOK, uh, Tony Fields as well, they, they kind of played that little safety hybrid role, um, which means that and, and theoretically in your pass coverage, you should have a lot of guys that can cover lock on the guys, uh, move around, and, and basically cover some of the underneath stuff and underneath routes um, that, that these teams want to run. I always remember the games, you know, playing guys like Travis Kelsey, right? And, and, and Kelsey, uh, to, to his credit, is really savvy. He's not really fast or anything. He just finds a lot of space. He gets open a lot. And one of the things that I would always watch is like, man, when we had, you know, when we have Goodson or sometimes Walker, you know, they can't cover that guy. They can't cover him in that space. And I think the Browns have made a conscious effort to get linebackers in there like a JOK. And, and to a lesser extent, Tony Fields, we'll, we'll see what he has. But specifically JOK in, in order to be able to cover some of those underneath things. And the thing that annoys me so much is nothing, nothing annoys me more then it's third and third and five, and, and you, you 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 let them throw underneath for a three yard little uh, stop route or a drag three yard. I call them aspirin tablets, tablets, just little <laughs> dumps, and and he catches it and runs for six yards. He gets up like he was doing something, pointing first down. You're like, come on, bro, you got a drag route for four yards for Patrick Mahomes. Now the Browns that look like they want to stop some of that underneath stuff. They got guys that can cover and run. And running is probably the biggest pre, pre uh, requisite nowadays for linebackers. You very you very rarely see, uh, you know, you got uh, Darius Leonard, guys like that in, in Indianapolis, dude. That are um, you got Devin or not Devin White? I think it's uh, David David White and uh, Devin, White. Devin White and um, over there uh, in uh, the, with the Buccaneers. Those guys, Levante David, they stay on the field all the time. But it's very rare to see a linebacker play three downs, especially when you talk about in nickel as well. But the Browns have a couple guys in JLK if they can get them to the right position to do it. And see, only Taki Taki, he's a he's just solid man. He he can he can play the run. Uh, has shown some coverage. He had an interception a couple of years. Took it back to the house uh, against the Eagles. I, and I also think that he's one of the best uh, special team players you got as well. So he's a guy that they can move in and out and and haven't missed anything. And then Anthony Walker, um, it's just been basically the 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 leader, the captain of the defense, right? Uh, he came in, you know, he's been really leading that that unit or whatever the case may be. Um, and I, and I think they're just solid. Uh, would would I say that they're superstars? No, but I think JOK will take the next step and they will become a really solid unit. Um, and and, and the unit that can do some versatile things. And a couple things here. Uh, you know, with Anthony Walker, um, when he first came over here, obviously everybody saw you know Darius Leonard basically wax so poetic about you know his friend, his teammate, and basically 
helped him become the player he was. You know, it's one thing to be able to play a position. It's one thing to be a great athlete, but it's one thing to be able to be such a bare bones, break it down. I saw film. Guess what? They came out in this formation. They are doing this or they are doing this. I have watched this film. I had studied extensively. I know what is coming and be able to, uh, you know, communicate, uh, you know, spill verbiage to your teammates at the linebacker position, to everybody on the defense, to get everybody on the same page, to basically know what is coming. He's obviously done that here with the Cleveland Browns. You talk about Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, and there's very few players we've seen in Miles Garrett's time here with the Browns that can match that type of energy, can match that type of speed, gets the crowd rocking out of their seats when a play is made. We've seen a little bit of that last year with Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. We think it's probably just the tip of the iceberg with a player of his skill set. Sione Takitaki, I love that you brought up the interception. Um, it's never ideal that they want Sione Takitaki in coverage, um, but he obviously got that pick six off of Carson Wentz. There was also the one in Pittsburgh in the big playoff win where he kind of skied did a little Jordan pose yeah. to get that interception, which is impressive. But he's strong at the point of attack. The run flows his way. He will take on a linebacker. He will push the pile back. You know, he will basically give himself up for somebody else to create the play. He does a great job at the Mike linebacker in that position. Now you get to the depth here. Jacob Phillips, we should be talking about a player. And this is where it gets kind of weird. Anthony Walker technically probably should not have been brought back this year. But the Browns do not have enough of a history yet with Jacob Phillips. I think they love the player. They like the player. But there has been more missed time off the field than there's been on the field to this point. It's difficult you, you, until you see a guy on the field all the time. You have to basically protect yourself in that. Tony Fields, it was a tough spot, um, was injured when the Browns brought him in, missed a ton of time as a rookie. The Browns really haven't gotten a true idea of him, and he was another player by the time he got to take some reps last year. The season was lost. Um, so I think you see where the growth is. We see we know Sione Takitaki on the last year of his deal. Um, most likely there's a scenario where somebody might value Sione a little bit more than the Browns do for 2023. So he would maybe possibly leave, go get some more money somewhere else. It leaves a position for Jacob Phillips, Tony Fields to step up in, in the pecking order, maybe become a starter in the base defense. But love these guys, love the way they play, and the fact that there is some secondary background to these players um, to what Joe Woods wants to do, and he loves the versatility. You want to be able to cover. And I I know exactly what you were bringing up here as far as you know the, the short routes that end up turning into first downs. I remember it was a few years ago. I think it was 2018. Browns were playing the Panthers. Browns won that game. There was Joe Schobert, who was always a good player, solid player for the Browns. Christian McCaffrey just could not be dealt with that day. He was running those choice routes, running four yards up the field, right. staring Joe Schobert right in the eyes, either went left, went right. And it's really difficult to run with a guy. You know, most linebackers don't run four fours. So, you know, that was a tough player. But now you got players who are capable of doing those type of things. And certainly with JOK, that type of player, you know, the blitz, the blitzing ability of Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, just the overall, I am going to hit you. I mean, if his mom's coming through the hole, mom, I love you. I'm sorry, but we're going to pop pads. That's just the way it goes. That's the way I play. And I'm never, ever going to concede a play, concede a down. I am always going to get the hardest thing I can. So for this unit, if you can get solid contributions from Fields and Phillips, you're talking about a unit that could be pretty, pretty special. Um, and now you combine that with the secondary. You combine that with the pass rushers. We're still waiting on the defensive tackles, obviously, for what that room can be makes for the potential. And I, I mean, I'm not going to stop saying it. It, it, it. I'm going to keep saying it. And I'm not going to stop saying it. The potential is there for the Browns to not only be a top five defense, they could condemn for the top defense in the NFL in 2022. We got a lot more to get here today. 
I think some of you were brewing up maybe a conspiracy theory here as to why maybe Baker Mayfield is still part of the Cleveland Browns, but we're going to get to that squash couple miss there. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush on your latest Locked on Browns. This episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Odyssey an LX? Is it an EX V6? Does it have a V6 turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and you certainly got one in your cell phone. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-owned business. It's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low, and they're for every customer. Whether you're a chain store or just me or Garrett, you're paying the same price for the car parts. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know the folks over here at Lockdown sent you their way. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Brown's Locked On Podcast. G. Bush here. Uh, Jeff Lloyd here. Uh, make sure you, you, you come on and, uh, definitely hit that like button, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Thanks for making us your, your first stop, your first daily spot on all things Cleveland Browns, uh, at G Bush 91 at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. We'll be here every single day, uh, giving you the, you know, top notch Browns, uh, news, uh, coming up here to training camp. This is a place you want to be. This is a place where you get your news and we're going to be on it consistently. So make sure you go ahead and follow us uh, on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and also make sure you go ahead and download us wherever you can find your podcast or you download your podcast. Uh, Jeff Baker Mayfield. It, it, it's the, it's the guy that can't end. Um, it's, it's the storyline <laughs> that keeps making new storylines. It's like, you know, rabbits, they're multiplying. It, it just seems like we can't get, um, you know, past the Baker Mayfield situation. And we got a couple of things, you know, it seems like it's either Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield this week is Baker Mayfield. A lot of people seem to be thinking that Jimmy Haslam has some sort of backdoor dark, you know, cloak whisperings about why he's still here. And it seems like a conspiracy theory is brewing as to why Baker Mayfield is still on this roster. It's look, I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this needed to be over and it needed to be over a little while ago. I mean, it needed to be over maybe a day or two after the Deshaun Watson move, if not as that was going down. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of factors here with the money that is owed to Baker Mayfield this season. Um, and where are these teams at? Look, you're not going to tell me the Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks are looking at Drew Locke and saying, we're good. We're groovy. We're fine over here with Drew Locke. You're not telling me down in Carolina, they're looking at Sam Darnold. They're looking at Matt Corral, who they just drafted, and apparently now maybe there were some off-field concerns about Matt Corral. And it, it, look, I'm not going to say it's off-field concerns. You know, the guy liked to party a little bit. Well, we all went to college, so <laughs> guess what? I, I still like to party a little bit. So right. I mean, if that's an off-field concern, I don't know how big of a one it is. Um, but you can't tell me you're going to look at a guy that you drafted, you know, somewhere late third round, and just saying, "Yep, 
keys to the franchise, and especially for Matt Rule, who's in a difficult, difficult station with Carolina. Um, the program down there has not improved, you know, as nearly to what they thought Matt was going to be able to do. Um, maybe he's a guy that's better fit for the NCA as opposed to the NFL. Um, so you, you're not going to tell me bringing Baker Mayfield in is not a better situation for Seattle or for, for Carolina. And when folks said draft weekend, the best quarterback available this weekend is not in the draft. He plays for the Cleveland Browns, has a contract with the Cleveland Browns, is Baker Mayfield. It is the contract. It is almost $19 million. The Browns do not want to pay $19 million. The Browns, I don't think in any way, shape, or form are going to cut Baker Mayfield. It's just not the way it's going to be. And you and I have talked about this before. Like it's, you know, when your mom put vegetables on the plate and you knew you didn't like them, but you knew, guess what? There's no way I'm getting away from this table without putting these down my throat. So guess what? Uh, you know, some stewed carrots. Uh, if I dip them in ketchup, maybe they'll taste like ketchup and they won't <laughs> taste like stewed carrots. These no, mushrooms look nasty. Um, what can I put on them to get them down that, you know, the Browns are looking for something that is more palatable. Um, I do think, and I do believe that if a team came with a higher draft pick, I think the Browns might be comfortable with paying more of Baker Mayfield's money. But the problem is they're not going to, they're not going to let the team have it both ways. They are not going to let a team come in and say, we will give you a day three pick um, that could be anywhere from the seventh to the fifth, and you pay $15 million. The Browns, are, look, if you want us to pay, that's fine, but we would like to take a pick that we value for the Browns. That's probably, I would say, a top 115 pick. You saw that's where they kind of made their money last this year. Cade York, Perrion Winfrey went right in that range. These are picks the Browns value. They think they draft well enough. They set up their board well enough that they can good, get good value in that range. And there's also something else. OTAs are going on right now. And everybody, oh, well, Baker Mayfield's not here. Even if Baker Mayfield was here, there's no belief that Baker Mayfield is allowed to do anything right now. He's still in a rehab process. So even if he were to be traded, he's just going to be there. And if you were Seattle, you're basically already telling Drew Locke, guess what? Whatever you do in OTAs where I have you at quarterback one, it means nothing because this injured guy who's not allowed to take any snaps here right now already has your job. So how do you motivate that kid to work his butt off when you basically have somebody standing there with a baseball hat injured who is basically, in fact, the number one starter. The same thing goes on in Carolina. You have Sam Darnold, and that's a weird situation, obviously, with Baker and Sam Darnold. Uh, same draft, two picks apart. Um, still could happen. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. Or how do you look at Matt Corral and say, go out there, bust your butt. We want to see everything you've got. I know it's a brief time here in OTAs. Oh, but it doesn't matter because Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback anyway. You want these kids, to, until he's there, these kids have an opportunity to be the quarterback for that team. It's a sticky situation. Nobody's hiding Baker in the corner and admonishing him. Um, the whole reason, when Baker spoke up with the Deshaun Watson dalliance, everybody expected it. Look, Baker has never been one to not put his heart on his sleeve. He has never been one to not say how he feels. And when Baker made it feel was riding high, we all love that. When things weren't going so good, obviously maybe people weren't such a fan. Um, me, give me real. And I tell you this all the time, G. I, I will take a real person. I don't need fake. Even you know, if you're real and you're a pain in my ass, I can deal with that because you know what? I know exactly what you are. So there's times where I can avoid having to deal with it, sidestep it. Or, you know, times where, hey, what do you mean? Why are you surprised? He's always been like that. That is the way he acts. You know, that's the type of person he is. Like it, love it, leave it. That's your choice. 
Um, but always be the same person that you are, and that's the way Baker Mayfield is. But this will end sometime soon. In my honest belief, this will end sometime soon when we start to hear Baker Mayfield is throwing. Baker Mayfield is dropping back. You know, Baker Mayfield is to the point where he is good to go. Does it maybe go into July? Certainly possible. It is certainly possible, Garrett. I think there's a myth out there that, that Baker Mayfield was let go because of his comments about Deshaun Watson or comments after what the playbook and the comments. And, and I keep trying to tell people that, that comments don't get you released, man. Comments don't get you, you know, quarterbacks make comments all the time, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers says a bunch of things and they keep signing him to bigger deals. Uh, you know, <laughs> they just keep bringing him a bag of money. So it, it, it was to the point where Devontae Adams, who's on a Hall of Fame career, said, get me out of here and I'll go play with Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. Just let me let me, let me get up out of here, man. I, he was supposed to get me some money, too. He he just forgot that we was in this thing together. You know what? Uh, give me, <laughs> get me up out of here, man. So it's like Baker Mayfield is not being punished for what he said. Baker Mayfield is not being on. He's not on timeout. What Baker Mayfield found out was. The Cleveland Browns just didn't think he was a good enough quarterback to get them to where they wanted to go. The goals was Super Bowl. They made an evaluation over the four-year process and said, hey, we can we can get better here. Let me get Deshaun Watson. And a lot of people think that there's this conspiracy theory with Jimmy Haslam. No one pays anybody to just go away, right? Even when they paid Odell Beckham Jr. to go away, it was like $7 million, right? It wasn't like 18 or 19. It, was, it wasn't that. And I think the Browns will, will eventually get rid of Baker Mayfield and eventually get him to another team. But right now, he, right now, it, it really is no rush to be truthful. You're not going to get anything better. It's not like they're going to give you a bonus for getting it done before you camp. Like you said, a lot of people, you're one of the first people that I've heard mention this. We don't even know where he's at in the rehab process like that. Is he throwing? Everything we were told was he should be ready by training camp. Well, guess what, folks? It's the end of May. Training camp convenes in about 60 days from now. And it's not like he has a doctor coming out with this with, with, with reports every two weeks. So if he comes, he's going to be with the trainer. He's going to be hanging out. He's going to be rehabbing his shoulder. He's not even going to be on the field. Uh, and, and the Browns may just say, look, man, we pay you your money. You ain't got to show up. We'll just, you know, we'll get you together. Stay out there, rehab, do your thing. We'll get you your money. I think it'll get taken care of. I just think fans need to understand that there's no wide-ranging conspiracy thing. Jimmy Haslam is not punishing Baker Mayfield because of what he said. Jimmy Haslam is just posted up being like, let me figure out what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Can I get to you? How many games he going to get? I think we have bigger fish to fry at this point. I am 100% of the belief that Baker Mayfield has taken his last steps in the building of Berea. Um, even if this were to drag out to the point where Brown's training camp opens, you don't bring him in. Look, Facts. Baker, look, here's the deal. You know, We are paying you. We have zero intention of fining you. Um, you essentially don't want to be here. I mean, it would be like, you know, do you want to live in the house with your ex-wife and her new family. No, you do kinda, not want to do that. I kind of I kind of did that one. I'll tell you that story. <laughs> well, I, the way, we'll, we'll save that for a third segment another week. We right. Mr. G. Bush got, oh, that's one we that's a scam. I don't know if we were ready to pick, but why not? Um, we got more coming here, obviously. Uh, we're gonna dip into the mailbag a little bit. Got a couple questions from all you guys. Do appreciate that. But um, again, no, I it, it, it's 
the Browns want what they think is fair. And obviously, I think to this point, they don't feel like they have gotten anything that is fair. We'll be back with some stuff from the mailbag here. As always, we appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen, whether it is the traditional audio podcast format at whatever platform you use, five-star ratings, written reviews. Again, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody who takes the time out here. Uh, again, now new journey here is Gareth's become, uh, come on as full-time co-host YouTube. Um, We'd love to get those subscriber numbers up. Uh, you know, I understand some of you are starting to find your way over there, and I do appreciate it. I'm not going to fault you if you're an audio person, um, but we live in this era now in 2022 where, you know, what's big? TikTok's big. Videos are big, obviously, which makes YouTube big. Um, and it's just more of a way to people, uh, obviously, to digest content. Some people prefer it this way. Some people not necessarily. That's okay. Either way. I mean, you know, and here's the other thing, guys. Uh, if you do listen to the audio version while you're driving, there's no difference if you listen to the YouTube version while you're driving. You shouldn't be looking down anyway, all right? Just make sure you're not doing all that. But again, appreciate everybody for all the support here at Locked On Browns. Locked On Browns, back at it again. Locked On Browns podcast, your daily podcast, one-stop shop. Uh, G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd, um, we, we're going to get to you guys as well. By the way, I do want to say this. The, the the YouTube numbers are looking up. Like, I want to thank you guys for making sure you do that. We got a couple of the, our videos up there that are that have cracked 2,000 views. Uh, a few of them that are right on the teeter-totter of, of 1,000. People watch, to- people were watching this weekend, man. It was Memorial Day weekend. But I, I saw those numbers took some spikes, and I appreciate it. Yeah, people, people's taking it up a little bit. We try to every every video we watch, we want to at least have it over a thousand. We want to have that dropped and, and get those those views up. So, like Jeff said, make sure you hit that like, subscribe button, and that notification bell, uh, so you are notified every single time Locked On Browns podcast drops a new video. And we're trying to stay consistent, get it out early, so you guys have an opportunity throughout your day leisurely to watch our videos. All right, we got some listener questions here. And obviously, some of these guys we turned into segments. And, you know, this is why I put this out there. And this is why, you know, I appreciate the support and the feedback. Um, again, you know, I'll say this to the blue in his face. This show is nothing without you. You all come here to listen. Um, you know, but it'd be like me, you know, if I owned a restaurant, Gary came in every day and said, you know, you guys don't sell cheeseburgers. But he's here every day. Well, you want to know what? If my man's <laughs> asking for cheeseburgers, I think we should put cheeseburgers on the damn menu. Yeah. Uh, you know, you take care of what's loyal to you. Uh, first one here from R Will underscore 90. What does the future look like for Greedy Williams, positive and negative? Well, I, I think the positive part about it is I think Greedy Williams, um, he bounced back. He had, he, you know, when you have an injury like he has, I actually have a similar injury. Um, I have three herniated discs right now that aren't able to be operated on. So if you see me moving around and twitching a little bit, it's just trying to get the feeling back in my arms. <laughs> and, and and guess what? I'm just doing podcasts. I ain't trying to guard defensive backs or, or excuse me, receivers and jam receivers to line of scrimmage and tackle people. So I, I totally understand that there's such an accomplishment for him to come back and bounce back and play the way he did last year. That's the positive part. I think he's going to, you know, they move Greg Newsom inside. I think he they have Greedy Williams slotted as, one of their starting corners on the outside right now. Um, he'll have a camp battle with A.J. Green, I think, and Emerson will have a little something to say with that too. He'll get some playing time, but you can have never have enough corners uh, in terms of the depth. But I think what, what Greedy Williams is going to show is that, you know, he has good talent. I think he's going to play a lot next year. Uh, the downside is I think he's going to actually play so well, he he's going to play himself out of a position because I think he's not going to get re-signed by the Cleveland Browns. He's another one of those guys that, uh, four-year deal. He's a second-round pick. I think they're going to um, actually 
uh, I actually have to, you know, <laughs> he'll get a big deal in free agency, and the Browns will have to move on and, and, and you know, pick between Emerson and AJ Green. Um, which is that that's why those picks matter and that's why they did it. But I think Greedy Williams has a great year. I think he bolsters his defense, but I, I think he's a person that if you look up, I, I don't know if he'll be back next year because of, of the, his number and, and inciting him to a long-term extension. We, the pecking order in the cornerback room, look, we can kind of understand what's going on here. If we're playing two cornerbacks, it's Denzel Ward and it's Greg Newsom. We're going to get to the situation where we go to nickel, we go to dime. It seems like they're going to give Greg Newsom every opportunity to play on the inside. Now that creates basically a three-man battle royal for who's going to get to play the other outside spot in these situations. Um, they're all going to play. And that's one thing to not mistake here. It's not going to be a AJ Green only sees reps if, you know, Greedy Williams is hurt, Martin Edwards, you know, it's not going to be that way. They're all going to get the opportunity to play. They are certainly going to work on developing, you know, Martin Emerson. They seem to like what A.J. Green does. He brings decent length to the position. Greedy Williams, it was a tough 2020. You, you get hurt two days into camp. Your season is over from that point on. The Browns had to make decisions, you know, based on injury, like very similar to the situation the Browns are in with Jacob Phillips. Keep in mind, they did bring in Jacob Phillips themselves. So they know with Greedy, and the thing with Greedy is at any time, one awkward hit, and we could maybe be down this awkward spiral again of your Greedy Williams availability. Um, so they have to be, you know, hedge their bets. They have to be covered there, certainly. Um, I do agree this is most likely Greedy Williams last year here. You have Greg Newsom on a first-round contract. You just paid Denzel Ward a ton of money. Martin Emerson, third-round pick. He's going to be here for four years. He ain't ma making much money. AJ Green an undrafted free agent. Um, that would be something that would have to be rectified this offseason, but most likely not going to cost a ton of money if you're going to choose between one or the other. Um, and I'm not saying they're going to go either way here. Um, you know, Greedy's condition and the fact that it's not going to go away. This wasn't a one-time injury. This is a, literally a condition with the way Greedy Williams' body is constructed. It stinks for him. You hate it for him. Um, but for Greedy, go out there. Have a really, really great year. Um, and you know, maybe there'll be a lesser team that's got a weaker cornerback room and says, Hey, you know, we could add a few more zeros than the Cleveland Browns can essentially go, you know, for, for a contract for you. So for Greedy Williams, we want to see health. We want to see the opportunity for him to play a ton this year. Um, and if Greedy goes and gets his money and it's somewhere else, Hey, go be greedy, go get your money. Got to look about you. You got to worry about you. Uh, we're going to continue here a couple more and we, 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 some still talking about this, Garrett. It's will another wide receiver be added, um, veteran wise. And I, we've, that's not necessarily the juxtapose of the position. I don't think that's going to be something that's going to be done right now. That would be something that's going to be done in August if the kids aren't getting it done. So the question is, is, is there essentially a wide receiver two established? Would there be a wide receiver three established? How does that work in your opinion? Might want to show my mic on. Um, yeah, so it's not like you've you never done this before. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's four or five times or so. Um, <laughs> You know, you know, I think it's all uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's all a, it, 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 it hinges on two or three players. Um, Anthony Schwartz, what can you get from him? Third round pick. David Bell, third round pick. What can you get from him? Um, I think that they're, they're a little more confident in Donovan Peoples Jones, and I, I am too. Like, I think Donovan has shown some flashes where. He's he hasn't had drops. He seems like he's done some some good things in the running routes. He looks like he he's a solid guy. I think the, they're they're waiting to see on Anthony Schwartz and David Bell to see which one of those guys steps up and takes that position. Is, is Anthony Schwartz a viable slot receiver? Can he do anything besides run straight fast? You know, w w that's the point. 
David Bell, they like him. But, you know, I always say this like this. Can you really count on rookies? Rookies have this happen all the time. You get in the camp, don't know the intensity of it. And especially when you're dealing with a receiver or a defensive back, it's camp hamstring all of a sudden. You pull a hamstring because you don't know the speed of the game. Now you're on the side on the bikes half the season. We asked the beat reporters, yeah, he's on the side today. He's working over there. We'll get him back. He's on the bike, blah, blah, blah. Then by the time you get – then he gets in the offense, well, you know, I, he, he doesn't really know all the routes. We, we, you know, we can only run him at a certain position. We're trying to work his reps back up because we don't want to aggravate the hamstring. We ain't got no time for that. And at that case, if that happens, be on the phone. Will Fuller, what's going on? Well, you, you good? Come on through. That's what we're looking to do at that point in time. And I think that's just what, what it'll be. If, if, but if David Bell uh, and Schwartz look like he want to play this year, I think there's less of a burden or less of a thing to, you know, uh, a knee-jerk reaction to go get another veteran receiver. Uh, I agree totally. And I think, you know, look, in this team, this front office, this coaching staff, they are not going to give up on, on investments. They have a lot invested in the Donovan Peoples-Jones. They are very excited about the growth path that he is on, Anthony Schwartz. And it was weird because Anthony was very similar to what, what you were describing. Missed a lot of the summer, played a little bit in the final preseason game, had almost 100 total yards week one. Then they started putting him out there. He was good when he was featured. He didn't understand the nuances of basically, you know, if he was a decoy and that thing. And then, then there were issues, you know, where Anthony was maybe behind the eight ball a tad bit. Certainly, that's totally not his fault because players like Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry were supposed to be playing. They weren't. Let this some issues. Certainly where, you know, you were asking more of Anthony than maybe he was possibly ready for. David Bell, I think, comes in with intelligence. I think he's a smart player. I think it's going to work for him quickly. Um, I don't necessarily see the need because the last thing the Browns want to do is in, you know, week one of August, bring in a veteran and then three weeks later say, you know what? Thanks for coming out, bro. But kids did what they needed to do. So, you know, you're back on the market. Good luck to you, whatever it may be. If they have to bring somebody in, they will find somebody in August. There are teams like the New York Giants that are deep at the wide receiver position, not going to be able to keep everybody. New York Jets as well, deep at the wide receiver position, not going to be able to keep everybody. Something to watch and monitor, but it's going to depend on how the kids learn. This has been a great episode. Always a blast sitting down here with G. We've uh, gotten to the talk of the linebacker room, the way it's constructed. should be a fun, fun position to watch this summer and certainly another regular season here. Um, there are no conspiracy theories with Baker Mayfield. His injury isn't helping here. The fact that the people want the Browns to roll over and take it on a deal is not going to happen. And of course, some listener questions. Make sure you're checking out the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Garrett Bush, the barbershop. Garrett working all weekend, and now it's Tuesday. He'll be working all week long. Aditi, again, going to be in there. Y'all got to just get Miss Aditi a chair at this point. Um, everybody who follows Lockdown Browns, uh, whether it's podcast form, whether it's YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Five-star ratings, written reviews. Hit that like button on YouTube. We appreciate that. Make sure you're following Garrett at GBush91, myself at Jeff Lloyd. At Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, appreciate everybody for the support here. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.